Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you're a longtime listener or, you know, just a friend passing through town and you're just stopping by. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. I am your host, Garrett Callender. With me, as always, the voice of the people, Derek Alpin. I I was bestowed that title because of the spanking that I gave to WWE last week, which apparently a lot of people related to. <laughs> it's, yeah, it seemed like... Uh... People really felt close to you last week. Apparently, but I don't think it was uh, hard to do, considering a lot of people shared my opinions. But we did have a lot of people uh, giving feedback to us on social media and through texts uh, throughout the week about the quality of our last episode, and uh, especially in regards to the way the episode opened last week. Yeah, people like the fan fiction. Well, that's where I get to surprise you here, because I got an email today from somebody, and there is a follow-up to last week's intro. I'm just messing with you. We didn't get anything. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You son Uh, of a bitch. You son of a bitch, Housen. You got really excited, didn't you? I got so excited. I also didn't check our email this week. so. So we may very well have gotten more, and we just... Don't know yet. We could be sitting on some of the most erotic things you've ever heard, my friend. Did you hear back from your dad at all on uh, on that hot intro last week? Uh, yeah, I was talking to him on the phone, and I, I said, yeah, it seemed like everybody liked the intro, and his response was, well, not everybody. <laughs> That's the most uh, straight-laced, uh, straightforward answer a man could give you in that scenario. I still don't know who he's talking about. Well, I just want to say, I, Bruce, if you didn't like the episode, you're allowed to go on iTunes and give us one star if you don't like the show. <laughs> you're, according to you, Garrett, one star gets us just as much help as, as five stars does. Yeah, you can tell me to fuck off or that you love us, but either way, iTunes reads <laughs> that as a, as a review. That helps us, so let us know. It, it, it was a, a controversial opening last week and uh, you switched up the intro a little bit this week which i was not expecting was that a note that you made no it just came out of my body derek as i pressed record Mm, i like it i like it a lot we're doing new things there's a new wrestling to be uh, observed and taken in and we're back with a new episode so i don't know are we gonna do are we gonna do our old shtick here you mean, are we still going to hit the music? Yeah, because we didn't do it the same way last week. Well, as long as not, our cum... Not a practice. As long as our cum works. I think our cum is working just fine. Hit our goddamn music. Last week yeah. was the most anyone has ever tweeted the word come at me all week long. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I was exaggerating, but at least top five. It was up there. I don't know if it was number one. Oh, we're clawing already. Well, it's the intro. We passed it. It's 
claw time. I saw you take great offense to the idea that White Claw summer is over. Can yeah. you explain to me why that why that pisses you off so much? Global warming. We get what? to have White Claw summer forever. <laughs> like, what kind of... Why would we ever say it's over? This, as long as it's going to be 100 degrees in October, we're going to crack claws, baby. Like, the, the flavored uh, seltzer water alcoholic seltzer water trend i mean there's a lot of brands out there right now maybe people have moved on from white claw but you're still on that ship you're still riding the white claw the uss white claw i've been watching uh beyond wrestling on independent wrestling.tv lately and yeah. last night i was watching one where a guy in the front row only person in the entire room with a beverage in hand was drinking a truly and i thought what an asshole <laughs> You felt like he was a traitor. What did he do? Sneak that in there? No one's just selling Trulies unless it's a regal theater. Maybe, maybe he had a conversation with his friends before the show. He's like, I get it. I get the whole you know alcoholic hard seltzer thing, but I just I don't like the way White Claws taste. I like Truly. He's a fool. He's a fool. It's not even subjective. It is one is let's, easily better than the other. Let's bring in you know another opinion. Friend of the show, Queen of the Ring has said something similar that she actually might like that better than white claws. I mean, if you're trying to get me to call queen of the ring, a stupid idiot on our show, I'm, 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 I'm calling your bluff. Are you going to, you going to call her out too? Is she, is she doing this just to fuck with you? Hey, we agree on a lot of things, but you know, to me, <laughs> truly's a heel turn. <laughs> hey, you can't even say shit about me. I haven't had a White Claw since you left. It's like, you know, if you're out there drinking Truly, you're probably also using Bing as your main search engine. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of spite in your voice, and I heard you drink that. Yeah, I came out hot. I took a gulp. <laughs> <laughs> you know Garrett's feeling some type of way when you can hear the swallow live. Gulp? Through the mic. Fuck you! Man, you got some stuff to get off your chest last week. I did it, or this week. I did it last week. You got stuff to say? You got stuff you want to talk about? Well, if you heard how this opened, I was completely fine, and you're the one that tried to get me pissed off by bringing up White Claw summer being over. Well, I just, it's, look, the Claw has been relevant to the show for a number of months now, and when I saw you express an opinion about it, like, I mean, bring it up on the show. We air our grievances here, clearly. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what happened? So, hey, uh, can I talk about a match from Beyond Wrestling for a second? Yeah, you can do whatever you want, man. It's a fucking wrestling show, man. I figure the people are like, it's been seven minutes. Stop with the claws. Is it? Is it really still a pro wrestling show? Not anymore. I was going to say, the people who've been listening to this whole thing, I think they know they're getting way more than a pro wrestling show when they listen to us. Basically, what you're getting out of this show is dumb shit that you would hear in the line of a wrestling show. That <laughs> You are basically overhearing our conversation as we wait to go into this empty Ring of Honor building. Yeah, but I think people who were in line next to us at a wrestling show would be happy to hear what we have to say. You think so? I think so. <laughs> 
Wait, 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 wait. Back, back it up. Didn't we go to a Ring of Honor show a couple years ago where there was some guy who, when he left the line from talking to us, said something condescending and called us marks? It, yeah, it was a guy of a wheelchair, like a wheelchair van, pulled up, and this guy got out, rolled out in his chair, somehow like just zeroed in on me, rolled over, came over, started talking to me. And then someone's like, hey, Jim, whatever, come over here. And he said, just a second, I'm talking to these fucking marks. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it just. It... And you've been scarred by that word ever since. It's I like... know that's like a no-no word for you. Well, it just, it feels, it feels like it's supposed to be offensive. Does it, this, does it, does it rip open a scab? Like, when you hear that word directed at you, does it feel like the person saying that you're really stupid? Um, Is that what yeah, you hear? When I somebody calls me a mark, I feel the way you feel when Terry Bradshaw tries to explain wrestling on TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's infuriating. Thankfully, I've only had to have that happen to me once. I think that this football thing, the sports stars coming into our pro wrestling, is bigger than just pro wrestling, Derek. How can it be bigger than that? This week's Star Wars tickets went on sale. And for the first time in a long time, I was not online when they went on sale to get my tickets at, like for the earliest show. Same, Derek. This is the first time I don't have tickets to opening night of a Star Wars. Because in order to do it, I was going to have to watch a goddamn football game and wait until a commercial? No. No. Uh, you guys need to quit trying to control my other interests around the NFL. It didn't happen in... I think that's fair. I didn't. I think they did it like the last time too. And and the thing is, I have watched the trailer for the new Star Wars movie, and it has me very very excited. And I will go see it in theater. I might even find a way to weasel in so that I do go to a very early showing of the movie. Right now, it's just not as big of a priority as it used to be, and I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, but I'll talk to you about that outside of the show. What? Well, do you have a Star Wars conversation in your heart that you want to put on a wrestling show? It actually has nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, fuck, I, I'm, I don't want anybody explaining pro wrestling to me other than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want me Meltzer. I don't want Terry Bradshaw. I don't want you. I don't want some jackass in the front row drinking a Truly. I narrate. I am my own. I am my own ringside commentary. You were the everyone feels. You were the voice of the people, and I'm you were also the people. the people. Apparently, <laughs> um, you wanted to talk about a match that you watched. Yeah. So this Beyond Wrestling show that I was watching, the opening match was Wheeler Yuta versus Kimberly. I have seen Wheeler Yuta a handful of times. I just cannot get into that guy. There's something that it's not even, it doesn't upset me. Just, he does nothing for me. And I think a big part of it is he comes out in a scary mask and then takes it off to reveal the least terrifying person I've ever seen. <laughs> and then continues to be babyface. Why the scary man? I don't think he understands his own character. 
Why are you wearing that mask, Wheeler Yuta? This could easily turn into an episode of just of you and me going back and forth with people that we just don't get. <laughs> well, we okay. could do a whole episode on this. <laughs> so intergender match, I agree with you. There, it's like <laughs> fucking. What's what's going on with Big Mike? What's going on with Big Mike Elgin? I guess he's fucking big. I don't, and then Brock Lesnar's like, hey, Big Mike, can I get your autograph? I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> so, Kimberly. So, I'm getting ready to switch the match because there's just something about Wheeler Yuta that makes me want to change the channel. But then Kimberly, as they're announcing their names, comes out hot and just punches him in the back of the head, goes heel for this intergender match, and is beating the absolute shit out of him. And I put the remote down and kept watching because this was incredible. <laughs> she, she was the voice of the people for me. She was my you. Like you just, you felt like a pro wrestler was expressing your frustration at a, another character. Yeah. Like willing to drop all baby face tendencies to deal with something that doesn't make sense. This guy sucks. So she beat the shit out of him. He doesn't suck. He's fine, but he just—he's not for me. Not my flavor you of ice cream. You get nervous because we have a podcast. I can always tell you want to retract a statement. You'll say something negative about somebody, and then you're like, "Oh shit, what if they listen?" Okay, they don't suck. I'm just not into them. Not, but that is what it is, you know. Like, there's obviously somebody who likes him because he keeps getting booked. Obviously, he's is just, it? I don't know. Either way, he won with a roll up, and I love that she looked pissed off and embarrassed that he beat her. <laughs> And it was just such a fun <laughs> dynamic for an intergender match that I felt like I hadn't seen before. Well, yeah, you're not, I mean, let's go. I mean, if you go back into our archives a little bit, we did a whole discussion on how fucked up your views on intergender wrestling are, because typically you are scared shitless of the male wrestler just being abusive as shit to the female wrestler in intergender matches. It makes you uncomfortable. So I can understand why all of a sudden the the female in the match being the heel would spice things up for you a little bit and catch your intrigue. Especially when it's against a wrestler that I kind of want to see get beaten up. <laughs> but is it especially gratifying for you when it, when it's a woman? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I dig your honesty, dude. <laughs> she was... I think she's awesome. I love and I like Kimberly too. Yeah, yeah, I I just she came out and I was just like, uh, what is this gonna? I don't think I'm gonna care about this. I don't even. I don't want to watch him hit her. I don't believe that he can beat her. And then he kind of couldn't. So I have a confession to make. I hope it's so big. You, we were supposed to talk about J.P. Warhorse and Danhausen. <laughs> Hold on, you don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> just tell i heard we were supposed to and i'm ready oh i mean i'm still prepared to do that 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 was basically what i was asked to do i basically just went on a deep dive into danhausen (laughs) because i've i've you've been throwing the name around a lot i really haven't seen any of his shit and you sent me a match and i watched the match and i wanted to yell at you when I saw the environment in which this match was taking place, because you know how I feel about this kind of wrestling. This was a, uh, a no ring match yeah. in a bar for Correct. 30 people for 30 people. Roughly somebody was wearing a Cleveland Browns Jersey. 
that okay. I made a note of. Okay, so I, the, I wasn't sending you that to be like, here's a wonderful match. I was sending you that basically to show you here is there's going to be a spot in this that oh, you I enjoy know. a lot. Yeah, that, and, and, and I enjoyed it so much. So, I mean, fuck you. Okay. So, if you guys don't know who Dan Housen is, hop on Twitter. Find Dan. I don't know what his, his Twitter handle is, but if you type in Dan Housen, you'll definitely come across some fun shit video-wise. Garrett, I... We have it's been like, talking about Danhausen since my first sup show. But Garrett, I have never seen Danhausen. It's been you talking about Danhausen. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's weird where he is now from mentioning him at the first sup show and how that character's evolved. So I wouldn't how would you go about describing for if somebody doesn't know who this is, how would you sell them on Danhausen? Danhausen feels like he would host like a seventies creature feature marathon on Halloween night. Like Sven Gulli here in Chicago. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, he feels like Sven Gulli. But if you also, if you have not seen the TV series or the movie, what we do in the shadows, he really has the vibe of a vampire being followed by a documentary film crew. <laughs> There's a little Tom green mixed in there. You see Tom Green in him? I don't, not physically, but like his antics are very much like, look at this shit. (laughs) (laughs) So did you, you did a deep dive into his Twitter? Were you watching like a bunch of the videos that he posts to to promote his matches and whatnot? Yes. Where he is hosting like a late night horror film and he throws up a staticky television set and he's advertising all the people he's going to be interviewing and having matches with in the future. My favorite part of any of those are the outtakes. Well, I like, haven't seen the outtakes. It, but... Well, it'll, it'll like start to say something and then he'll be like, what? No, that's not. Oh, God damn it. And then like, it'll just like skip back and cut to him like starting <laughs> over or he'll say so... son of a bitch has him. <laughs> so we're in the, we were in the middle of doing a description of like, okay, so but he's he's got face paint on. How would you describe the face paint? Is 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 it somewhere between like Sting and like the kids like it's somewhere between Sting and like a full-fledged Darby Allen face paint job? <laughs> I was going to say it would be like if a uh, black and white Sting had a little makeout session with uh Captain Captain Howdy from The Exorcist. That's very fair. Why hasn't somebody just picked up that gimmick straight up? What, just Captain Howdy be a face yeah. that appears in the rafters? Yeah, is that, like, is that a registered <laughs> trademark? <laughs> like, can you, does Warner Brothers own Captain Howdy? You need to get the rights to Captain Howdy, and you need to make a Captain Howdy movie where, like the Joker movie that just came out, he is in every single shot of the film. There's, <laughs> he is not like a it's mist- a normal movie, but you work in a new way of having that face. <laughs> He is not a mysterious character in this rom-com, but he is a floating head. (laughs) So I did see, I watched the match. The spot that Garrett's wanted me to watch specifically in this Danhausen match is he totally does the Pee Wee's big adventure. Pee Wee Herman spot in this bar where um, he hops up on the bar and they begin playing tequila. By the way, I love that the bartender in this match 
is like just as important part of the match as the referee is. <laughs> he's handing out drinks. He's queuing up music, I believe. I believe Anyways, at one point some he handed a white claw over and somebody got waterboarded with a white claw. Yeah. I mean, there were multiple drinks handed out in this match. But he uh, Danhausen hops up on this bar. By the way, he's wrestling this match against Pretty Boy Smooth. Big guy. Like looks like a real tough motherfucker. And he came out like in a mask. But he took the mask off. And Danhausen hops up on the bar and they begin to play tequila. Which, if you've seen, you know that Pee Wee Herman has a very specific dance that he does when tequila comes on. And as he's doing this dance, he, <laughs> the guy's trying to hit Danhausen, and he keeps kicking him in the face, like, in beat <laughs> to the music. It's, it's just fucking glorious. He is such a fucking good character right now. And when I first saw that guy at Sub, he kind of... He felt like kind of a Finn Balor ripoff. He came out just with the paint and he had like a, a large nail in his mouth. Like he would bite it like a Gomez bites a rose. If you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know, like how, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you know, the Adam's family. Uh, but no, he in his entrance that night is he would do, like, you know, a Nightmare on Elm Street when the girl's wrapped up in, like, the body bag and sliding down the hallway in the clear plastic? Yeah. He came out like that, but there's no one to drag him, so he's just, like, kind of wrapped up in this plastic and was just kind of rolling himself out of the curtain. And I know it was supposed to be eerie, but in a very indie wrestling setting, it made me think that maybe he wasn't the coolest dude in the world. <laughs> <laughs> But he is. <laughs> well, it yeah, it turns out Apparently. I was wrong. <laughs> um, joke's on you, dude. Yeah, I fuck. Yeah, I was wrong. I'm willing to say it. I, I saw him hanging a ball of yarn or something over Alley Cat while she's on her back and she's batting at it. He's why I don't know where does he go. <laughs> That's a great question. Who do you see being the one to get Danhausen first? Do you think he first makes his way to a Ring of Honor or an Impact before he makes his way to one of the others? Here's what I think, and it's it's I mean it coincides with some breaking news this week. I think Danhausen's going to be the first big signee by New Japan Pro <laughs> Wrestling America. <laughs> I fucking broke Garrett. Uh, it's been a I, while since I've done that. I would I would be so happy if you know what? Fuck it. If if New Japan Pro Wrestling wants to surprise us, the internet wants this right now. Danhausen, Effie, Warhorse, sign him. Get him on New Japan. Bring Okada over here and let me see Danhausen versus Okada. Okay, now we get to play this cool game on the podcast where we've got two subjects we definitely need to be talking about right now, and somehow we gotta balance that out. Why did you send me on this Danhausen dive? Which is, I mean, I, I don't know if that was specifically your intent, but you definitely were like, check out this spot. And then what did you think was going to happen after I found, <laughs> like after I saw, I had to go find out more. 
I knew that you were going, because he's been doing that spot pretty frequently. It was a big hit, went viral, or at least a little viral. I feel like I see a lot of people changing their name on Twitter to include Housen in the titles of their names. Yeah, Jeffy and did it. Jeffy did it, and I've actually, a lot of people on Wrestle Twitter right now have the Housens in there. And a couple weeks ago, I saw Ethan Page uh, put out a tweet that the best two characters in pro wrestling right now are Danhausen and Warhorse. And who travels to more indie wrestling shows than Ethan Page? He should That's know. <laughs> He's everywhere. He is everywhere. He's on every show. Can we, can we f- rewind? Remember, Ethan Page fist bumped me at Two Cups Stuffed. Because I got that, a thing yeah. with Ethan Page. You could have a thing with Nick Gage, too, now, and just tell him that you think Ricky Shane Page is a piece of shit because he agrees with you. I, I want to get a thing between Nick Gage and, and Danhausen. I bet that match exists. That has to exist already. It has to, right? We're going to find out after the show. What, uh, going back, so you saw that tweet from Ethan Page Dan House has been blowing up and you're like, I'm going to make sure Derek, this gets on his radar. It just seemed like a thing that we should have been talking about already. Those well, videos, we've had plenty to talk about. We've had plenty, but you know, it's just, we're leaving out some good stuff going on in the Indies right now. And that just seemed like we shouldn't breeze over Dan Housen. Go check well, out Dan Housen. For sure. We shouldn't breeze over that. Keep in mind though, in the last few weeks, the Indies went live. You mean you mean like watching Joey Janela fight Kenny Omega on my TV today? I'm that's exactly what I'm talking about. We'll get into that later. You need to address something because I just brought it up a minute ago. New Japan did make the fucking announcement. New Japan is going is is apparently going to have a a whatever a territory, a branch promotion in the United States full time. Do they know that we're like? running out of wrestlers over here oh i wish i wish you could have been there when i when i first got the news because i wanted to talk to you about it so bad i didn't even know how to feel i almost got anxiety that i had another show to watch i didn't feel anxiety i think my first reaction was "Ah, too little too late guys when should they have jumped on say wait what when should they have done it when should they have announced it should they have After the Madison, like when they sold out Madison Square Garden. Correct. Well, what what was the pay-per-view we watched? Was that last summer where they did that big, long intro where they were like they were advertising that they were trying to go international and that they had like. They had people from the United States as like higher ups now. That's true. They did like run that promo a long, long time ago and then just like came over here and did three or four shows. And then waited for, like, fucking NWA to get going. AEW's now got a spot. You know, I don't know what the fuck's going on in Ring of Honor. We established that the other day because I texted you something. I texted you and Queen of the Rings something, and both of you kind of had the same reaction because I said, isn't it going to be fucking wild when Marty jumps over to uh, AEW? And you both were like, oh, we forgot about Marty. For real. Like, I have not even... They had a pay-per-view the other day. I haven't, I haven't tuned into Ring of Honor in so long. They have so many people over there that I, I think I would like... No, I guess they don't. I guess they don't. I'm sorry. I like Roosh. I like Bandito. But I would rather not have just that other wrestling show in my life right now. 
You don't like PCO anymore? Is he still there? I assumed. He's probably Did the he world about champ. Kill himself like a month or two ago. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when he did his malfunction spot and jumped yeah. head first. God damn, that's a good spot. I mean, again, going back to the New Japan thing, like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say don't do it or fuck you for trying. I, I guess in my mind is just like, man, there's so many possibilities they could have. I mean, I guess they're going to have to build from the ground up because there was a lot of talent that got sucked up in the last year to different promotions. And that that's before we factor in the fact that WWE is still signing people like fucking crazy for their NXT brand. Yeah, Shotzi Blackheart, Jake Atlas, like the indies are still getting picked. And I know like we keep getting new guys, but it's crazy like that every one time one disappears, you know, like we get an Alex Zane and a Blake Christian. And it's like, where the fuck do these guys keep coming from? How have we not picked everything clean? Well, I mean, it's thing about the it's thing about wrestling being so big again right now. But somebody, you know, break, brings up the good point is like, like, do you feel like the market's getting sl- much like the pro wrestling podcast market? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there are literally six thousand of us out there, and why are we doing this? I don't know because I enjoy it. I think 6,000 is conservative. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean podcasts in general. I just meant, re- oh, you oh, you were talking about wrestling podcasts as well. I'm saying that there's a shitload of pro wrestling podcasts. We are just one of many. And it's debatable some days if we are a pro wrestling podcast if, or if we're just a straight up hangout where you talk about everything. Um, and we're at the point now where wrestling, there's so many promotions. It's so popular that there's a lot of places to work, but is the effect watered down? Is the market oversaturated? Because, I don't know, it's like, and this goes back to what we were talking about with the the, the Friday Night Smackdown thing, which is every week more people are not watching, and where are they going? And I guess I'll ask this question, because we'll talk about AEW a little bit here in a little bit, but they are consistently beating NXT in the ratings every week. Does that surprise you? I think their production looks bigger and more important. Does it have anything to do with the production, though? That's hard to say, because I don't know. When I flipped over to NXT, I did not flip over until AEW ended. I flipped over, caught the last, you know, two minutes of the show. It ended huge. Did you see anything that happened to end NXT? Well, I got a text from you right as I was getting ready to, you know, finish setting up, and it said, "Dude, are you watching NXT right now?" And I wanted to be like, "Nah, I'm getting ready to do this," but I did hop on Twitter in time to see what happened at the end of the show. Jesus Christ, Finn Balor is—he's—he's he's bad boy now. Finn bad, Balor bad boy. was able to avoid the uh, the draft by just going straight to, back to NXT. And, uh, <laughs> smart move on his part. Didn't have to have Terry Bradshaw condescend to him. Be like, my favorite part of Finn Balor is that leather jacket. See, I I would have really enjoyed if, uh, you know, the music hit and instead of Finn, it was like Titus O'Neil. Like, I'm fucking trying to over here. <laughs> Titus going on like a back to NXT and just being like fucking Bill Goldberg over there would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be the funniest, best thing wrestling has produced in years. Keep him. Just like... 
he pins Adam Cole's shoulders to the mat and Adam Cole just can't get up because he's big. <laughs> it's the land of the giants. I don't know what the fuck you heard. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like uh, the New Japan news, it was just like it's coming at such a, like, a, in my opinion, not a great time. Because people are still on an AEW buzz right now. Like, how often do you still tune in for New Japan? I That really made me start thinking about it. And today was the first time in months that I logged into my, <laughs> my New Japan account. Or it felt like months. I mean, just, there's still people there you care about. There's still people there I care about. But I don't know. When I turned it on and just saw the matches that I was being offered... There's so many of the matchups that I kind of felt like I had just watched at the G1 and saw all these guys already do this combination in a really short period of time. So are you looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom then? Yeah. No, I 100% will tune into Wrestle Kingdom. I just, I haven't heard anyone talking about New Japan right now. I haven't heard anyone tell me that I'm missing anything. Is that what you need? Do you need somebody who's still watching New Japan to be like, dude, don't forget about them. They're still still we're over. We're we've got too much stuff, man. No, if there are listeners, you know, that have been, you know, caught up with everything going on in New Japan. Tell me what I'm missing out on, because, I, you know, Twitter right now, Russell Twitter is, does not seem to be talking New Japan. I did see some stuff the other day about, you know, um, uh. Why am I blanking? The Rainmaker, Okada. He had a press conference where he clearly did not give a fuck. You mean the character didn't or the man didn't? I, <laughs> I can't it. tell anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I did see, I know that he's fighting Ibushi at night one of the, the now that we're saying, God damn, now it, G, or the uh, Wrestle Kingdom's two nights, just more. Just yeah. more. So night one, we're going to get Okada versus Ibushi. And then night two, whoever has the title is going to be defending it again. That makes sense. Doesn't it? Like if you're going to make it two nights, like the title has to be there to justify it. That's pretty big. Isn't that? That'd be weird, though, if like WWE did a two night WrestleMania and then like we get to see Roman Reigns win twice. We've been advocating that over the last year, though, haven't we? But yeah, we were totally make WrestleMania a two day event and have one night be for the universal title. The other night be for the. Yeah. They could totally. But, you know, New Japan's got the the one big title the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I'm definitely (laughs) I'm definitely going to tune in and start tuning in closer to the build to it. But until somebody tells me what I should be watching over there, I just there's too much. I don't have enough time. And this is with me basically fucking pushing WWE out of my diet. Have you been pooping better since that got out of your system? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I've been taking... It's like you've been eating McDonald's for the last three years and you just switched (laughs) to vegetables. Uh, That doesn't sound fun to me. No, 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 no. This is like, this is an impossible burger. It tastes just like the real thing, but it's not it's as bad healthy. for you. No, it's like WWE is that fucking taco from Burger King. I mean, I made my feelings on WWE pretty clear last week, but it's been nice um, not having that stress. Like, I do really feel like I'm punishing them right now. 
<laughs> There's part of me that really does feel like you don't understand. I don't need you anymore. AEW gives me my fix every week. And if you throw me fun stuff like Danhausen and Warhorse, I'll check that out in the meantime. I do going back to Marty. Marty's a great character. I am excited when he makes the jump to AEW. What if he doesn't? He has to. <laughs> what if he doesn't? His friends are over there. So? The opportunity of a lifetime is over there. I mean, you lived in Chicago and I moved to Nashville. You lived in L.A. So I've not and chosen where you live twice. Well, I, I, you were living in L.A. before I moved to Chicago. I don't necessarily agree with all of your decisions, Garrett. I'm just saying that... <laughs> And I don't agree with all of Marty's decisions. You would totally made... move here if there were a bunch of your friends here and a nice payday and lots of good wrestling to be had. You're practically yeah. living here anyway, as often as you come here a year for shows. I hope they address that Marty looks like a crazy person. While all of his friends are away, he's hanging out with PCO. <laughs> what have you been doing, man? It's like, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. I started a business. It didn't work out. PCOs. I did farts kill me. I he did turn so Flip Gordon in into an asshole, though. <laughs> he did. Yeah, and Cody <laughs> would argue that he already was. <laughs> you didn't do shit. <laughs> Everybody just sees what I saw the whole time. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, watched AEW this week, <laughs> or this week? I mean. You know, three hours ago. Uh, we're in, what is, was this week four? Yeah, it feels like they're still going strong with having hot openers. Well, this week they chose not to do an intro. They went straight into wrestling. Top of okay. the hour. I was wondering if I, like my TV did something. Cause I'm, this is the first time I have watched live wrestling on television in a long time. Like a cable I, subscription now? I have the, the Hulu streaming so that I can watch live AEW. Oh, fuck, Garrett. Yeah, I know. It's, it's wild. And I couldn't tell if my streaming fucked up and it just went into it or, uh, or what. What movie was before it this week? That's my favorite. I think it was Book of Eli. Okay. Okay. I always like to see what Hollywood blockbusters they, uh, we get to see the last few minutes of before it goes into wrestling. Well, week one, it was Suicide Squad. Week two, it was Guardians. I don't know what it was last week. But, yeah. uh, Book of Eli this week. Yeah, um, something that you know people have suggested in the past is instead of doing your, your opener every week, every now and then switch it up and go straight into what you are, which is a wrestling show, and give the fans some wrestling. And I also thought it was ballsy that they did their two tag team tournament matches back-to-back to open the show. Like They just resolved that anticipation right from the get-go. Did you, okay, so what did, it opened with Lucha Brothers versus uh, Private Party? Correct. This match was, there were, it was a match with really good sloppy moves. Correct. I, <laughs> I felt like you got really into the fact that the crowd was hot for the match and you texted me that. And then a couple minutes later, I got another text from you. You're like, so what were your thoughts on this match? And I felt like you just wanted to hear me say something specific. Did yeah. You, did, you, did I give you what you wanted? 
you gave me exactly what I wanted. The guy with the fun hair was in the ring. And when he finally got this hot tag, the other guy came in and he, he was landing moves, but barely, barely. And one of the moves, he had a big celebration where Ray Phoenix had to awkwardly stand somewhere longer than he needed to waiting for him to come back. But basically the celebration wasn't, that move ruled. It was, I didn't break my fucking head. <laughs> there were a couple spots like that though. I mean, I, I, again, overall, I would say the match was good. Maybe not great. Maybe not memorable, but there were definitely a lot of spots in the match that were just sloppy. Like if you're going to bother to do a hurricane Rana, the legs or the ankles need to be like around the neck or the head. They can't just be on either side of the body or the shoulders <laughs> to convince me. That you just whipped that guy head over heels onto his back. Like, that's not how it works. Especially, and I told you this, too. Like, if that's going to be, like, half of the arsenal in the match, most of it needs to look pretty crisp and good. That was not the case here. You're definitely talking about that one where he did a springboard off the second rope. Yeah. Yeah, That looked like shit. Yeah, it looked horrible. It was a couple spots that did look pretty bad. Did it end the way you thought it was going to? Like, from the beginning, was there a point where you thought, oh, shit, maybe Private Party takes down the top two teams in this tournament? I had no idea who was going to win this match. I had no clue. I know I would have preferred to see Lucha Brothers win, and they ultimately did. But uh, I didn't... Again, when when you have Private Party beat Young Bucks, they could go any number of directions with that, so... Yeah. I mean, I like, I, here's the thing. I like private party. Um, I like their whole shtick. I like the way they come to the ring. I like the, the, like their wardrobe. I think they've got a a good spot in AEW and it makes perfect sense to me to have Lucha brothers continue on in this tag tournament because next to the bucks, I'd say they're the most established or, or over tag team on the roster. Is that fair to say? I, I would say that's, that's accurate. So if you're not going to push the Bucks, I mean, they, they're they the most logical choice after that. Um, can we go to SCU versus Dark Order? Please. This is where we get to have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear from one of our listeners. Because they used to be known as the Super Smash Brothers, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So name, pro wrestling name consultant, Derek would tell you not to do that for a number of reasons. Number one, if you ever make it big time with that name, that's not happening. You're, you might be able to get away with that on the indies, but then you're going to have to toss away your whole fucking name when you get onto television because Super Smash Brothers is going to be owned by Nintendo. Think about it. Two, I need somebody to explain. Like what You saw these guys at PWG. I had only ever seen Evil Player Uno before, and I didn't quite get it. I had seen him multiple times there. I never really actively disliked him, but he was always somebody that came out, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the next one. (laughs) All right, got to get through this one. This is a, you know, this building's hot. This building's hot, and it's been a long night. This is one that, you know, uh, I could uh, skip. Did they did they serve drinks there? It they did, but the line was very long, so you really had to if you 
Plus, I would always just get, you know, stand in room only, so I had to secure a good spot. I usually was very parched. That sounds horrible, but yeah. you had fun, so. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like every, like, I've seen kind of a unanimous feeling online towards Dark Order that I share, which is that I don't get it. Like, there's a lot of people involved in that to make that work. There's people running around in fucking gimp masks from Pulp Fiction. Like, what are they? Are they magic? Are they a sex cult? Like, I I don't know yeah, if I get it. I think it's fair. It hasn't been established. Yeah, I, I what was it? A, a double or nothing that we got, um, you know, like promos and stuff. I don't know. The thing is, it's it's not only that I don't just get it, but I don't care enough to want to get it. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that's just I'm straight up. That's just a problem that they have. Um, I'm not saying it's not interesting to everybody. I'm sure there's a few people that have been that were able to elevate them to this level to so they get a shot at AEW. I'm just saying I it's not for me, and I and I don't understand it. And oh, they had a match against SCU, and I don't think the crowd was into this for a while. Something changed that. Yeah, I even <laughs> texted you and said this felt to me like. Somebody said, well, this isn't working. Send Jericho out there. But it obviously was planned. But I don't know. There's just something about that that maybe they even sent him out there early. I don't know that they took all the focus away from what was going on the in the ring to show Sammy throwing popcorn a lot. Yeah. And that, that kind of shows where that match was. It shows where the match was. But, I mean, for them to have the foresight to know that they needed to do that. I mean, what does that say? Like, if they're like, all right, we're going to have to send those guys. Like, it's written into the script. We're going to have to send those guys out there to get a response. Because when they came back, first of all, after after the inner circle got up into their box suite or whatever the fuck you want to call it, they had tickets. They made that a point the whole show. Jericho had tickets for them. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where Jack Swagger was. He had was he not off. A- <laughs> He ran out of polo shirts, so he couldn't show up. <laughs> that is weird that he just didn't show up. This is an important that... mem- he's an important member of that group. I think he is, maybe. When do we um, get to see Jack Swagger fight somebody? Is he still doing MMA stuff? Is that maybe why he wasn't there? Like, he had something to... to like, this is like, he's doing both? There's no way that it's, he just casually had an important fight on a Wednesday. Well, not that he had a fight on a Wednesday. But like, did he have like some promotional thing to do? Was there like, I don't know, Gary. I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. There's a reason. <laughs> Fair, fine, whatever. Fine. Derek's being a dick. G- Derek gives Jack Swagger a doctor's note. <laughs> um, if Jack Swagger looked at me the way he looked at, at the end of that first episode of Dynamite, I'd give him whatever he wanted. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like, they send Inner Circle out there in the middle of that match between uh, Dark Order and SCU, and that became the focus. The crowd all turned away. Nobody was reacting to the stuff that was happening in the ring, and it became, holy shit, Jericho and Sammy Guevara and LAX are here, and they're fucking rooting for Dark Order, which was, I thought... Was my favorite part was like I'm over here like I don't get it and Jericho's like fuck it I get it and it's great. <laughs> yeah, because if, if Jericho gets it, then we're like, well, yeah, I get it too, I guess. 
he's a vet. How can I say no? I mean, if he gets it, I get it. Um, but you, yeah, you said that, like, like, <laughs> like, it's when they came back from that though. It was like the crowd was like, "Oh, Jericho's here. We need to be engaged with this match," and the crowd started reacting to the end of that. And well, the it, SCU it ended up going over, but. Shortly after I text you, like, this match sucks, Stu Grayson just hurled himself over the turnbuckle to the outside of the ring. And I think I just sent back, never mind. (laughs) Oh, I get it. They're a sex cult with flips. See? Okay. Okay. There it is. There it is. Thank you. Mm. There it is. That's it. They're a sex cult with flips. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't get Dark Order. Not for me. And it's going to be interesting. There's there's a few things on AEW that they could probably just nip in the bud. I think Dark Order is one of them. I think the Librarian's another one. Um, yeah. Who else are you cutting? <laughs> Already? Yeah. <laughs> Who cutting Orange Cassidy just to spare JR? He, they, he can't handle it. He cannot like even feign interest. I knew. Here's the thing. I wanted to text you or tweet or something really bad and be like, man, how's JR going to handle having to fucking call stuff for Orange Cassidy? And before I could even do it, as the Bucks were getting in the ring when he fucking popped up there, <laughs> I was just like, oh no, I'm too late. And it, for him, it was the exact opposite reaction that literally everyone else in the building has the young bucks are doing their pose and jr is talking and basically saying these are the best tag team wrestlers in the world i love watching them there's nothing more i like better in the entire world than watching the young bucks and then now orange cassidy's in the middle he's like fuck i hate this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what happened to his sunglasses like like they got he got super kicked they went flying and just for most of the match, I got to watch Orange Cassidy without his sunglasses, but then mysteriously, right at the end, he had him back. <laughs> and just listening to JR and Shivani go silent and Excalibur being the one that has to call anything for Orange Cassidy or else he gets no commentary. <laughs> I I feel for him. I actually feel bad for JR. He's not prepared to handle this. There are going to be certain things that he just can't handle. And there was where he said the crowd or Excalibur shouted something about the crowd loving it. And JR's like, well, I guess we I guess we better goddamn do it then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those those kicks that he gave to the Bucks. <laughs> Jim, I mean, he's in a predicament. Cause as cause as a as a play by play wrestling announcer, you now have to treat those kicks from Orange Cassidy to the same way you did fucking Kenny Omega kneeing <laughs> Joey Janela in the face, and it's it is borderline insulting that you have to give the same amount of effort to your calls, despite the fact that <laughs> Orange Cassidy is putting in an eighth of the effort. Maybe that's being nice. <laughs> It's not an admirable position. I think if you could just look at it objectively and be like, what's he supposed to do? My God, those fucking kicks from Orange Cassidy to the shin of Matt Jackson. Here's Is that thing. what you want? <laughs> Is that what you want, Garrett? 
more than anything in the world, Derek, I want to hear the voice of my childhood call an Orange Cassidy match the way God intended. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's and here's the thing: I love Orange Cassidy. I, I, he's gonna have to change something. Like, there's he, like, I think he's gonna, he's gonna have to keep a good chunk of that shtick. But he's gonna. Ha- there's gonna have to be a way he can suddenly turn it up to like fucking eleven. He can. He does that. Well, well, I mean, I think that's gonna have to be what he does. Like he's super fucking chill until you like fucking rattle him, and then he just fucking goes off. Like he hulks up essentially, and then just immediately loses all of his energy again once that little burst is done. Yeah. That, I mean, th- there's going to have to be some way they can explain why he... Because, like, let's go back. I'm sure you were excited as hell that on a national stage, Joey Janela got to wrestle Kenny Omega again, but this time on TNT Live in front of everyone so Joey could show off the fact that he can wrestle. And it seemed like, once again, that was something the announcers just weren't ready for because all they had seen him do up to that point was hardcore. Well, but they did make a point to be like, for those who don't understand this, Joey Janela can wrestle. They're like, he's I not don't... just he's not just the hardcore match guy. I really, really wanted Joey to get that win. There's no way. When is he going to get one? Or did he beat Brandon Cutler on Dark this week? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. You There's... did make a point that when Kenny was coming out for that match, though, they had the AEW Dark logo behind him yeah (laughs) they just saw joey janela come out and assumed that it was a dark match oh that's not a funny joke that's mean that's a joke he would have made about himself i know but we he joey was all down on himself a few months ago and said that he was just going to be a jobber in aew but he's getting to work the likes of fucking moxley and kenny omega yeah, he is kind of, uh, he's got that Bray Wyatt spot right now of main event jobber. Hey, as I said last week, cash them paychecks <laughs> makes, it all, makes it all better. And I like that they let him have a competitive match with Kenny Omega. Absolutely. It was it's, a damn good match. It really was. It's crazy to see that, I don't know, there were a couple spots that looked dangerous as shit in this one. Is there part of you that's a little scared with Joey handling Kenny? Yeah, I'm like, come on, man, precious cargo. <laughs> there was he gave that cross body and he like landed way too low. He basically went from the turnbuckle while Kenny was on the floor and cross bodied his dick. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's not where you hit him. I don't. Think. I thought he landed pretty awkwardly, but I, I fuck. I trust Kenny. Yeah, Kenny I mean, can handle it. Kenny can handle it. But, uh, yeah, good for Joey. Good spot. No, I'm, and seeing the crowd go wild for Joey Janela is incredible. I think that's I kinda, the thing that I'm just enjoying so much is seeing the crowd love these indie wrestlers as much as we do. Like, they're, every, every person on that roster is carving out their own space. Like, you can put two guys against each other, and you can clearly be predisposed, like your predisposition can be that you're supposed to hate this person, but you're also excited that they're there. And it, you're right. It's cool to tune in every week and see guys get these responses that you feel like they deserve. I don't know. 
I, again, it was a very, uh, in my opinion, another tag heavy show. No, yeah, it but... was <laughs> Bucks and <laughs> Bucks and Best for. Oh wait, we were still already talking about that. We didn't mention though how fucking uh, good of a match that Trent put on. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that match between the Bucks and Best Friends was good shit. I don't think JR liked when uh, Best Friends hug either. He would rather they go for a cover. <laughs> I felt like he was yelling about that the whole night. Well, if I just go for the damn cover. <laughs> the whole time he's just like, I like, though, that when he does like something about the show, he's like, boy, I'll tell you what, I like those time limits. <laughs> When there's a time limit and these boys are pretending like there's a sense of urgency, it makes me so happy inside. God damn it. Why are they fucking hugging each other? May God just cover his fucking body. God damn. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> What's All funny right. is when, when people talk about like that aspect of, of like, the psychology of pro wrestling, did it ever occur to JR that maybe those guys have had so many failed pin attempts over the years that they're just like, fuck it. I ain't trying until I know he's dead. <laughs> like i know again i know that's part of the psychology of wrestling i want there to be one wrestler on the roster who doesn't try for a cover until after he hits his finisher yeah i think that person is schlack and he <laughs> and he goes for the pen after they're passed out in a bloody bag oh uh, uh, derek Schlack's coming my way, baby. He's coming to Wombat, which means he'll probably also be at GCW. And Derek, guess what? My wife is going to be out of town that weekend now, and I have an extra front row ticket. You pumping that up to somebody? I don't know. I'm telling you. <laughs> Sell it. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Do you want to come? When is it? In De- I mean, you don't have to. It's just an offer. It's out there. It's like December 6th and 7th. I didn't 7th. say anything. <laughs> I asked, when is it? Yeah, December 6th and 7th. Yeah, that's probably not happening. Well, that's fine. I just thought I'd offer. Well, I appreciate it. Why don't you offer it to one of our listeners? Why don't you offer a VIP experience to one of our listeners if they leave like 10 reviews? <laughs> that's dishonest. So? <laughs> Who wants the, the show? Get the VIP experience at a GCW show. Sit up front with me. Watch me uh, leave you high and dry as somebody comes hurling towards us. <laughs> can, I, can we get something clarified? Are you mad at me that I had Logan stunt thrown on you? No, no, I'll never regret that. That's the greatest story that I'll ever get to tell. Uh, but yeah, if Shane Mercer's ever in the ring again, and it's he's holding somebody any larger than Logan Stunt, do not have him throw that person at me. Well, just like when I tell you not to watch WWE and then you go do it, you telling me not to do this makes me want to do it even more. Honestly, WWE did something this week that sounds incredible. <laughs> oh, God. Have you been watching the videos of this new 2K game? <laughs> wwe 2k20 
It is filled with so many glorious glitches that the only things I've seen is like people's faces coming off, stairs shooting out of the middle of the ring. I saw Ronda Rousey get tangled up in the ropes and start seizing. God, it looks like this game is weird as shit, and I hope they never fix it. (laughs) There was supposed to be a patch available for it on day one, supposedly, and it just it didn't happen. Um, I, I know one of two of my favorite videos. I saw the one where I don't know who it is, but they're they're literally spinning around the ring like somebody would around a drain, <laughs> just hitting every turnbuckle <laughs> perpetually with the ref in the middle of the ring trying to call it. Um, the other one, somebody's like stuck on the second rope bouncing, and then the other person's crouched down like on their knees, walking on like from a knee kneeling position. Have you seen the one where Charlotte is putting somebody in the figure eight and the referee is glitching and just humping Charlotte's face? Yes. What the fuck? (laughs) Yes. So many glitches. I saw one where somebody pulled a mask off and they had no face after the mask came off. (laughs) That's horrifying. (laughs) So, so is the rumor on that true where like, I guess this is the last year they have the license. So I thought it was, they had creative differences with whoever usually develops the games and those people stopped partway through and they had to have some in-house team finish it and it basically ended up being what it, <laughs> what it is now. That's a fucking PR disaster at a time where WWE doesn't need any more <laughs> PR disasters. See, this is the first 2K game I've wanted to buy in years. It looks like I can handle this one. Because you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything, and all your characters just seize. They just have seizures, they hump each other, their faces come off. It really is something fresh and new. Oh, that's such a... <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's funny because of what a disaster it is. Yeah, I did see plenty of those videos, Garrett. WWE did a thing this week. <sighs> are you are you upset they finally get a woman on the cover of, of a WWE video game? And it's this one. <laughs> it just, it feels right for them that this like is the way it would brand. It feels very, very on brand that this is how this one would end up. What sucks is the commercials for the game are fantastic. Great. They should have had the commercial people make this game then. <laughs> is this your way of being like, I don't know what the commercials are, Derek? No, that's the one with Shawn Michaels and uh, Hulk Hogan. And he's like, that's, she's the man, dude, or whatever she says. <laughs> Your interpretation of the commercials. That's <laughs> so bad. But yes, that is the gist. There's there's a bunch of them. They have, there's a bunch of variations. Apparently you've seen one and that was what you got out of it. So now that I'm watching AEW live and I'm seeing television commercials for the first time in years, Watching some of the commercials they paired with picture-in-picture wrestling was insane. While best friends were having their entrance, there was literally a commercial for HIV medication. <laughs> like these probably a two, highlight for Chuck E. T. The, oh, I, I bet he would be so happy if he saw that. And then another one, they keep trying to get Frank Thomas from the, the White Sox to... To sell me <laughs> from the to, White Sox, from to sell me the the fucking 
testosterone or whatever it is yeah and the the commercial is just this guy in a car and frank thomas keeps talking to him on billboards and the guy doesn't ask about the testosterone stuff he looks terrified of the billboards and it ends with him shooting himself in the head that is not how it ends did i see I saw a different commercial. Well, he was scared. He thought he was losing his mind. So he kills himself? So he killed himself. And then I realized, oh, there is this testosterone medicine. Yeah. You can get a free sample of it. You should uh, get on that, Garrett. I'll get that, some blue chew, take them both at the time, same time. and uh, <laughs> That'd be a disaster. And then just have a WWE 2K style rage fuck of a wall or something. So was this, I, I, I came to this discussion prepared to tell you that I kind of see what you're talking about with Britt Baker. She does. She's a little sloppy. There's times where she kind of, it seems like she has to slow down to do stuff. I don't know. It. I feel like I'm seeing her set up things and it's not, it doesn't just flow as much as I'd like it to sometimes. I just wanted to acknowledge you had said something about that last week. And I saw a little bit more this week. Like I'm glad she had her moment. In front of the hometown crowd. They seem to be into it. But uh and and, and Brandy's back, by the way. I saw. I She's bet not you're excited about that. Hey, I'm fine with it. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Week four AEW, there's a little WWE response in Garrett coming out. <laughs> it's still good. And I think uh I didn't realize they're they're here in three weeks. So I've got AEW live coming up and for each of these shows, it seems like they're announcing pretty exciting matches. So, you know, fingers crossed. Because I think I'm um, getting them right after their the week after their pay-per-view. And they established that that time limit fucking holds true with the way the show ended between Moxley and Pac. Damn. And then when you... It made me want to go check out NXT, though. When it, that ends in a time limit draw... And then I flip over and just see that that match ends with Keith Lee giving Dijak a powerbomb off the top rope to the middle of the mat. And as they hit the ground, Roddy Strong flies out of nowhere, connects the knee to Keith Lee's face and wins. Wow. It looked fucking hot. And then Finn Balor came out and there, wait, no, Ciampa Gargano came out and you're like, holy shit. And then Finn Balor came out, joins goddamn Undisputed Era. Honestly, that's a hotter ending than uh, AEW this week. I would say that's fair. But I didn't see it. You did. And that's the only thing I saw of the entire show. So (laughs) was the the hot ending was a very, very hot ending. But I do think it's cool that I mean, I did have still haven't watched last week's, but just knowing that Keith Lee and Dijak headlined the last two NXT shows. I kind of like that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's good for them. And they put on banger matches. Yeah, and I, I'm happy that they see that and have had them do it two weeks in a row. So, uh, you know, God, give us a goddamn takeover. Or, you know, get them at takeover. I want to see their takeover match. Well, maybe we'll see it. Maybe. Maybe. Derek, is it about time to wrap this thing up? Wrap this shit up, man. We don't have any erotica for you this week. Hey, we did. Uh, we ended up in a thread with Jeffy, Warhorse, Danhausen, and Effie. And I do want to say at one point in that, Effie, all the wrestlers were liking every tweet. And then I suggested maybe someday we get an Effie predetermined 
uh, erotic fanfic crossover. That was the only tweet of the entire thread that Effie did not like. So I think yeah. that was a very stern no. Yeah. And you know what's fu- funny about that? My tweet in response to your tweet that didn't get any likes, uh, the Jeff Goldblum gift that I used of the awkward, like, I'm not so sure. Everybody liked that tweet. Everybody thought that was the appropriate response <laughs> to your suggestion. I know. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Not you. Well, I mean, you can say that. No, no, no. I fuck, fuck Effie. Wow. Fuck you, wow. Effie. You know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to have some erotic fan fiction where I get to perform acts on you to show you how much I appreciate your in-ring abilities. And this is how you repay me. We're ending this week on a downer note, I guess. The All right, everybody. between Effie and Garrett is over. It's just on the rocks. It's on the rocks. Because he didn't like that tweet. Plug he our just... social media. <laughs> <laughs> Do our thing. We're at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. We're at Russell Hangout on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at Gartet on all the things. Derek's at Halloween Halpin. Yep. And Halloween's coming up. Halloween is coming up. Actually, our next episode is on Halloween. Yeah. Next week. Do we have to plan something special for that? I we did a special thing last last year. You had me do a Halloween episode. You want to do that again, buddy? Maybe we do that again. <laughs> Maybe we do that again. Tune in next week and find out. We love you. Mwah. Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>